pastor has asked me if I would uh, minister this morning. And I just want to take for a few minutes, a few moments of your time and speak from my heart as God has uh, just given me a, a story. How many guys like the, the stories in the Bible? Amen. Uh, I, I like the stories because they're, they're so real. And you can look at these stories and, and sometimes find yourself uh, in these stories and you can take some points and principles and learn from them. You can also look at not only of the individual, of the individuals that are involved in these stories, but you can look at how Jesus responds in these stories. Ain't that amazing how Jesus responds in some of these stories? Ain't that awesome? I, I, I like it that he, he, makes, he makes himself available to, to like the, for, for instance, like the lady with the issue of blood. I, I, I like it that he makes himself available um, per se, to like the lady that was at the well. Remember that story? I like it that he makes himself available to people that uh, are in circumstances, in situations, and they find themselves in, in places where they need a savior or a healer or a deliverer. Maybe they need a touch. Maybe they just need a word. Maybe they just need to uh, believe them in themselves again. And, and I like the way that Christ always shows up in these stories, because how many of you know that in these stories, without Christ, amen, there is no difference, amen? He is, he is, he is the author of the story. He is the finisher of the story. And if he did it for them there in the Bible times, I believe that he can also do it for us here today, amen? Come on, how many of you guys believe that Jesus, Jesus, amen, is, is the main character in these stories? So again, I I, I like to take these stories, as you know, pastor takes stories and brings out some principles or brings just some, a couple of things that, that uh, uh, you know, that he shares from his heart. And it's pretty much uh, what's happened in, in my ministry as I've sat here for about five years. I, I remember the first time that pastor preached on a Titanic. How I many of you guys remember that message? Uh, we were in the messenger uh, building because of the tornado had taken that uh, had taken uh, the, the building, and uh, they had to be moved to Messenger College. And I remember hearing pastor and minister on the Titanic, and I said, if I can preach like any other preacher, I'd, I'd like to preach like Pastor Josh Pennington. How many of you guys believe that he is a good preacher? He's a good pastor, amen, a good leader. Amen. Thank you, pastor, for just, for all your support and uh, Somebody asked me the other day, man, you sure take a lot of notes. And I said, what are you talking about? Those are my sermons. And I, I want you to know that I'll be preaching your sermons, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. You won't have to edit this because I don't want to be held hostage because I'm telling you, uh, once they find out I have access to pastor sermons, I'll, I'll have a lot of preachers hunting me down. Amen. Wanting, wanting, wanting some of these sermons. Amen. But Pastor, thank you so much for, for everything that you've done in, in our lives. Can we do something just right before I get into to this? Can we just stand and, and just show Pastor Pastor Josh Pennington and, and soon Dr. Josh Pennington? <laughs> Come on, can we just show him our appreciation? Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Amen. Come on. Has he believed in you? Has he prayed for you? Has he encouraged you? Has he preached a word that helped you? Come on, let's hear it for him. Come on, thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. 
Amen. Thank you so much. And, and uh, I, I've, I've been in his office and just had that privilege and that honor to, to learn so much. Uh, I've probably learned uh, in the past, uh, I mean, I, 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 not just when I was uh, full time, but even, even before that, before I ever come on board, I, 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 I began to learn from, from him. And, and thank you so much for your love, your support, and, and just uh, everything that you've done. Amen. I mean, you guys know that you need you need a rock, amen, in your life sometimes. You need a rock to help you, to dig you out of some things, amen? And that's what pastor's been to me. He, he's been that rock. Jesus knew that I had, to, I had to come by this way before I went to Kansas City. <laughs> come on, Jesus knew I had to come by this way. And, and with that thought, coming by this way, this story finds Christ. This story finds Christ coming by this way, because a lot of times, a lot of times opportunity comes by. And that's what I want to preach to you. That's what I want to minister to you. Because if there was ever a moment, ever a time upon which the church is called, is this time. This is our time, our season, our hour in which the church should arise. But if we're ever going to do anything, it's today. If we're ever going to do anything, it's, it's not tomorrow. It's not next year. It is today. So I want to talk to you about moving towards opportunity. Look at your neighbor and tell them, moving towards opportunity. Come on, moving towards opportunity. You got to move towards opportunity. You got to move. You got to move. And that's what Jesus was doing. Jesus was moving. Hear this story in Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark chapter 10, verse 46, you find a man by the name of Blind Bartimaeus. You find Jesus, his disciples, in a great crowd following. Isn't it amazing? You always knew where Jesus was because there was always a crowd. But there was in that crowd, there's always individuals that are willing to leave the crowd, that are willing to leave their systems and conditions, and they're willing to take the initiation to move towards Christ. Because that's what opportunity is. Opportunity doesn't come to you. you got to initiate and move towards opportunity. Come on, somebody. We are standing. This is the time. Have you ever dreamed of doing something? This is the time. Have you ever thought about doing something? This is the time. Have you ever thought about losing weight? Come on. It's the brand new year. This is the, this is the time. Have you ever thought about finding a new job? This is the time. Have you ever thought about preaching or ministering? Have you ever thought about learning how to Ride a motorcycle. Come on, Sister Heather Jensen. Have you ever thought about anything? This is the time. But I'm going to tell you that opportunity moves. Opportunity moves. It will leave you behind in the fourth grade, Mrs. Encinas, Olive Street School, Porterville, California. Olive Street School, fourth grade. The only thing that I can remember out of my fourth grade is getting in trouble a couple of times. But, but I did listen because Mrs. Encinas, she used to travel to China. And in her expeditions and, and travels and journeys, and, and she, she, she loved China. So she, her summer, her, her 30, 32 days or, or whatever it is, she would go up there to China and spend her time in China. So she, she would come and she had all these proverbs uh, from the Chinese, amen? And one time that, uh, I, I believe it was towards the, the end, right before we graduated and went into the fifth grade, Mrs. Encinas, 
stood um, in front of the class and she said, let me tell you what the Chinese say about opportunity. Let me tell you what, what the Chinese say about opportunity. And they said that opportunity is bald from the back. Opportunity has long hair but is bald from the back. Because as opportunity passes, a lot of people don't seize the moment that they see opportunity passing. And at the, at the, at the very last, they change their mind. They get the courage or to fight off fear or to fight off intimidations or limitations. And they reach for opportunity. But all they can grasp is the hair of opportunity. So opportunity is bald. Wow, this is the situation that blind Bartimaeus, because that is our character in our story, blind Bartimaeus. Who was this man? He was a blind man. He was a blind man that sat by the wayside, and due to his disease and the poor sanitary conditions, this blindness was very common in Israel and in Bible times. It's still that way today. Here is a man who had never seen the sunrise or the sunset. He had never seen the smile on a baby's face. He had never seen the beauty of God's creation. Bartimaeus lived in a very narrow world. He lived in a world full of darkness. Who was this man, this blind man, Bartimaeus, that the Bible even gives him a name? Most people in these stories that we read that had, uh, had uh, uh, um, altercations or had uh, meetups or, or, or close-ups with Christ weren't given a name, but, but the Bible here in Mark gives this man a name. When they talk about the lady at the well, it's the lady at the well. When they talk about the lady with the issue of blood, it's, it's the lady with the issue of blood. When they talk about the man with that certain son, that's all the title is given. But here, this man that had a condition is given the name, and his name is Blind Bartimaeus. And this man had come to the lower parts of life. You couldn't get any lower, not just being blind, but this man was a beggar. Wow. This man was given a name, and his, his, he, he was blind, but he had been reduced to the beggarly elements of this world. Bartimaeus was not able to go out and find a job. There was no social programs, no welfare programs to help him survive. <laughs> he was forced to sit beside the road and beg for his living. When the Bible says that he was begging, when the Bible says that he was begging, it means constantly he constantly begged and asked as those passing by to give to him money. Bartimaeus lived a life of poverty. This man was given a name in this wonderful story that I've read this week. This man is given a name by the name of Bartimaeus. He was blind and he had been reduced, been reduced to be a beggar. See, his condition had reduced him to begging. And if we're going to move towards opportunity, number one, you have to move. You have to move. Look at your neighbor and say, you have to move. Come on, say it real loud. You have to move. Some of you are not saying it. Come on, this is a Pentecostal church. Tell your neighbor, you have to move. All right. 
You have to move beyond his limitation. If blind Bartimaeus was going to seize the opportunity that was before him, he had to move beyond his limitations. The Bible says that in Mark, in, in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 46, it says this, that as Jesus and the crowd and the disciples, uh, this blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. He was sitting by the roadside and he initiated here in verse 47, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. You see, he had gotten to a place where he knew he had to seize the opportunity. He had to move beyond his condition. He had to push beyond his condition. His blindness has caused him uh, to lower his expectation to fit his conditions. Have you ever had to lower your expectations because of your condition? Have you ever had to tone, tone it down a notch? <laughs> he had to adjust his hope, his hope to his limitation. He had become a, be a beggar. He had stopped dreaming. He had stopped hoping. He had stopped moving forward. No marriage, no job, no kids, no real future. When your situation becomes bad enough, it limits you to what you can dare to hope. You will even stop praying for great things. That's where I was about four years ago. To lower my expectations. I had to lower myself because of the condition that I was in. But glory to God that Jesus is at Christ's point. Come on. When you come to this church, when you come to a church, yeah, you will find a great preacher. When you come to this church, you will find some great worship. When you come to this church, you will find some good Sunday school teachers, some good people. Come on, give yourselves a hand. You will find yourself some good people sitting right there in the audience, sitting next to you. But I can, I'm here to tell you that when you come to this church, you will also find Christ. Amen. Come on, you will also find Christ. That is, what, that is what happens when the pain is great. You lower your expectations to fit your situations. You stop dreaming. You stop hoping. You stop daring because of the failure, because of the circumstances and situations that keep knocking you over. The pain is too great. I have to lower myself to fit my condition. See, you've got to realize this, that he didn't choose to be a beggar. He had become one by default. It wasn't like today where we have programs and we have C&I dogs. And the other day I was, actually a couple of months ago, I, I was going on 32nd uh, Conoco there at a convenience store. I looked over and there was this truck and it almost looked like a transformer as it opened up and out of this red Chevy truck was a man on a wheelchair. There was nothing like that for, for Blind Bartimaeus. Blind Bartimaeus had become a beggar by default. He didn't want to beg. He didn't say when I grow up, hey dad, I want to become a beggar. He didn't go to the fourth grade and share with his People there, his friends, hey guys, when I grow up, guess what? I'm going to be by the side of that Jericho Road and I'm going to beg. 
that wasn't blind Bartimaeus. It had come to him by default. You become, he becomes something he really didn't choose. He was blind, and it was by default that he had become a beggar. The situation chose him. Sometimes we become something we didn't choose because the circumstances choose us. Sometimes we are born into a drug addiction family. Sometimes there is a divorce that it's unwanted. Sometimes we lose our jobs. Sometimes we can't reach our goal, not because we don't because we choose it, but because it chooses us. And that's what happened to blind Bartimaeus. It was by default. He didn't choose it. To be blind was to be a beggar. Did you hear me? To be blind was to be a beggar. But he understood that opportunity was passing by because he heard that Jesus, Jesus, that it was Jesus, he seized his opportunity and he began to cry out. You got to move beyond your limitations. I said you got to move beyond your limitations. There's something about falling into something that really isn't you that makes it hard to accept. <laughs> I remember walking in on my mom. She laid on the floor. My dad had decided to Move on and leave us and the kids, my brothers and sisters. I remember having a conversation with my dad, telling him I didn't choose this divorce. I didn't choose to be born. But the situation, the circumstance had chosen me. Sometimes there's things in your life that is not by your initiation. It's not something that you did, but it's something that just happened. But I'm here to tell you that in all your happenstance, Christ is there. Christ can take you out. Christ can deliver you. Christ can heal you. Christ can set you free. He can turn your whole life around. <laughs> but all you got to do, all you got to do, you got to do is not accept. It's not accepted. I won't live as a beggar. You say to yourself, I may be doing this, but it isn't me. I may be in this circumstance, but it isn't really me. I, re I, re I remember, and, and, and even today, as I, 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 I went out and got me a job, and I look at it different now, Pastor, but I, I, I remember before I ever had a, a, a full time at the church working at White Flyer, and thank God for White Flyer, amen, but I remember working there sleepless nights and 12-hour days and how bad I wanted to be by on the phone talking to somebody, praying for somebody, and I was telling myself, this ain't really me. I, I know I got to take a job to support my family. I know I got to work at White Flyer, but this isn't me. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to be at the hospital praying for somebody. I'm supposed to be on a conference room encouraging somebody. Come on, you ever feel like that? You ever feel like a circumstance or a situation has put you in a place that you don't, that you don't belong because you got, you got big dreams, you got big desires? <laughs> that was blind Bartimaeus. You got to know that it isn't you in order to fight it. In order to fight it, and that's that's the way I'm looking at it now as I work on Highway 43. Just want to wave my good friend there, Nick. Thank you, Nick, for coming. I'm there on Highway 43, working on Wilson's finishing. And I may be sanding. That ain't me. <laughs> I may be varnishing. 
but that ain't me. I may, I may be holding a paintbrush, or I may be holding some varnish, or I may be mixing some up, but that ain't me. Come on. My heart is in Kansas City. My heart is a hospital in Kansas City. My heart is in Kansas City streets. It's, it's in the hospitals. It's at a home. It's at a, at a restaurant. McAllister's or somewhere, Nikki. I don't know. My heart, my heart is there. But the situation, the circumstance... Wow. But you got to know that it isn't you. And Blind Bartimaeus says, I might be a beggar. I might be begging today, but here, just in a few moments, it's going to all turn around. Come on, just in a few moments, it's going to be different. Because if you choose to believe your circumstances as your realities, you will succumb to its limitations. Did you hear what I said? It, because if you choose to believe your circumstances as your realities, you will succumb to the limitations. But if you fight, but if you fight it, then something on the inside of you will cry out, just like blind Bartimaeus. He cried out, Jesus of Nazareth. Number two, he had to move beyond his systems. Jaden. Give me that cloth down there, baby. Everybody give Jaden a hand. This is my boy here. <laughs> come here. I told Jaden the other day, come here. I told Jaden the other day, how many, he has a YouTube channel. <laughs> he's drawn up, I don't know, I, I had to put it on Facebook, and he's drawn up a platform of the church. He says, Dad, this is the platform. Dad, are we going to get a mascot at this church? Because we need a mascot. If you want kids at the church, you got to have a... So, so I said, Jaden, this is what I need you to do, son, okay? I want you to stop talking, okay? Don't, don't talk to Daddy right now. I want you to go to school. I want you to get real smart so one day you can have an office right next to your Daddy and you can tell him what to do to have a big old church in Kansas City. <laughs> So, yeah, we're going to get a mascot. We're going to get a mascot, Jaden. <laughs> Not only did he have to move beyond his limitations, but he had to move beyond his systems. Mark chapter 10, verse, verse 50, the Bible says that when Jesus had stopped and called him, excuse me, verse 49, verse 49, yeah. The Bible says that Jesus had stopped and that Jesus had, that blind Bartimaeus had cried out and and now Jesus uh, is calling him. The Bible says that this blind man, this blind man in verse 50, watch this, verse 50, it says that, and throwing off his cloak, and throwing off his cloak, not only that he had, that, that he had to move beyond his limitations, now blind Bartimaeus had to move beyond his system. He had a system in place because that's what happens. His condition had pushed him into a system that accommodated his condition. I'm going to hide behind this club. I know that I'm a beggar. I know that I'm in the streets. I am ashamed. I, I, this is not really where I want to be, but, but i got a system to protect myself. Because that's what we do. We make... We make systems. That's what we do when we cannot fix ourselves. We gravitate towards systems. When Christy is right and I'm wrong, all I got to do is raise my voice a little bit louder. <laughs> 
come on, it's Valentine's weekend. This is a marriage conference right here, all you married folks. Listen to me. All you singles, take notes. And Christy is right, and she's telling me that this is not the way, but this is other. <laughs> you ever find yourself, Bishop Mosier, <laughs> on the wrong street? You're wrong, and she's right. All you got to do is raise your voice a little bit and show your authority that you are wrong. Because <laughs> no matter how loud you get, you're still wrong. Did you take notes on that? And all the men should say amen. <laughs> but that's, that's the systems that, that men put sometimes is, 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 is violence. And then, and then some of you women, oh, I, I don't like it when Christy does this. She just gets silent. We've been married 23 years. Oh, by the way, it's on my notes. It's a girl. <laughs> it's a girl. I'm going to have to invite Bentley next time that we're voting because it's going to be three against two and I'll need another boy in the home. So I wonder if Kaylee will let Bentley come to vote. But, but we put systems. We put systems. Blind Bartimaeus had grabbed a coat and sat by the roadside to beg, but he had a coat with him. Wow. People learn to survive through their incapacities, infirmities, through their pain, through their fear. They build systems to survive their circumstances, systems to accommodate what they don't have, systems to help them in their circumstances. Systems. You ever find yourself in a cycle? System. You ever get pushed back into a corner and the only thing you know what to do is what you've been doing for a long time? That's a system, my brother, my sister. When blind Bartimaeus had a need, all he had to do was grab a coat and go by the wayside down Jericho Road. Wow. He had to move beyond his limitations. He had to move beyond his system. The Bible says that when Christ called him, when Christ called him, that he threw off his coat and he moved towards his opportunity. Ain't that awesome? When he left the house, he had taken his coat and now Christ is calling him. Opportunity is calling him. If he was ever going to get healed, saved and delivered and set free, it was that day, it was that season because opportunity was moving right in front of him. He hadn't even gotten to Christ and the Bible says that when he heard that Christ had called him, he threw off. His system. Come on, how many you know that when you come to Christ, He is everything. He is everything. Pastor said it all belongs to Him. And it all belongs to Him. It's amazing what people will do over and over and over, over again. I believe that people say it is insanity to continue to do the same thing and expect the same results. 
My friend, without Christ, you will be in a circle doing the same thing over and over again. But you come to Christ, you might find yourself in that same situation. But I'm going to tell you, it will be different. Come on, you'll have joy in your heart. You'll have hope in your heart. You'll have a dream in your heart. You'll have some inspiration in your heart. If you come to Christ. So he had to move beyond his system. My last point is this, that he had to initiate the move. He had to initiate the move. God will never require of you something you don't have. I love that. It set me free. That God doesn't require of me something I don't have. You got to use what works for you. (laughs) That's why I got a smart wife. Come on, that's why I I got a son that is full of imagination. That's why I got another boy by the name of Josiah that can play the guitar. Come on, somebody. That's why I got an older daughter over there that likes to put things in order because in my weakness, I can always find people that will become my strength because I don't have to have it all. He becomes my all. He becomes my all and he uses people. He uses people. Uses people. God uses people, and sometimes we are are so we're we're so we're we're so in our past. We got our focus in our past because we don't have what we used to have. But what you don't realize that if you're focused on the past, you can not only not just focus on the future, but you will miss what you have right now. And God is doing so much right now that some of you, you can't even see it because you're so much into the future or you're so much into the past. But God said faith is now. Faith is now. Believing is now. Trusting is now. Salvation is now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now. Salvation is now. Even at the tips, at the tip of your lips, even at the tip of your lips, salvation is now. (laughs) I remember... I haven't told this to anyone, I think, other than Christy, but I remember Pastor Patillo and Sister Jimmy Patillo. Remember Sister Patillo preaching just this last year? What's it come in March? Sister Patillo was preaching. After her preaching, her message, she did an altar call. I, I responded to the altar call. And can I tell you, no one had ever spoken to me this way. <laughs> she came up to me, you know her, she has that <laughs> Kentucky voice. I'm going to tell you Orlando. Well, I can't do it. But. <laughs> <laughs> and Sister Jimmy Patello, you, you've seen her, you know who she is. She looked at me and she said, God said no. <laughs> no one had ever told me that. And she said, God said no. I went back to my seat, and I sat down there. I said, okay, you have no, why? Why won't you show me my future? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my future. I want to break out. I feel something on the inside of me. Will you show me? Will you show me? I remember her saying no, and that caused, how many know that just because God says no, you can't ask why? 
<laughs> and so I said, God, why? Then why don't you? What am I missing? He said, exactly that. You're missing your now. You can't celebrate what I'm doing at Christ point because you're so far into the future. You can't celebrate what is happening in your life because you're so far into the future. And I want you to realize that I'm not just the God of tomorrow, that I'm not just the God of, of yesterday, but I am the God of today. And ladies and gentlemen, when I stopped and I got my head out of the past and got my head out of the future and I put my head in the now. I saw the God of the now that can do great and marvelous things. Tremendous things. And that that's blind Bartimaeus. He had to initiate. He had to make the move because the Bible says that Jesus was nearby. Jesus wasn't coming to Bartimaeus. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm getting excited now. <laughs> Jesus was nearby. He wasn't even, you would have thought that the Savior, the Master, the man that it can open blind eyes was making his initiation or his move to blind Bartimaeus, but no, it was blind Bartimaeus going to Christ. It was blind Bartimaeus throwing, uh, uh, breaking his condition, and it was blind Bartimaeus uh, breaking his limitations and breaking his systems, and he let go of that code and he made his move toward the man that can set him free. His name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> you got to, you got to initiate the move. You, God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. He might have been blind, but he got a too good a set of years as he heard. He might have been blind and a beggar, but he had some good feet that he can stand on and walk towards Christ because God will never do for you what you can do for yourself. God, it would be amazing if I didn't have to take a shower. Will you take me a shower, God? Will you just wash me? I mean, it's not going to happen. You take the soap. And I don't even know why I used that illustration, but anyways... Kind of silly. Well, you know how I like to take showers, Pastor. <laughs> Pastor said, what are you doing? I, I, again, ready to leave the office. I said, what are you doing? I said, well, first I'm going to run home and take a shower. <laughs> I'd have never brushed my teeth. I had to do it all on my own. If you focus on what you don't have, you will never see what, what you do have. Blind Bartimaeus had two good set of ears. Blind Bartimaeus had two good feet. Bartimaeus heard. Bartimaeus walked towards Christ. Jesus didn't come to him. The Bible says that he was near. Come on, Sean, praise him when you come. Are we going to do it? Think about it. As Pentecostal churches don't like silence. But silence is good sometimes. You gonna write that novel? You gonna write that book? You gonna teach that class? I've been wanting to take Pastor's starting point. Well, this is it. I've been wanting to do something at Christ's point. This is it. 
I'd always wanted to do this and that, but but your condition, your circumstances, maybe, maybe something has happened along the way. Something's happened along the way. I I never preached this sermon here, and thank God I hadn't. Because just without really looking at the history books, I just looked at it just as a normal re- reader, regular reader, just normal person. Not to study, just to look. And it always got me that blind Bartimaeus, blind Bartimaeus was given a name. It was God. So I thought that maybe blind Bartimaeus belonged to a family that had position or prestige because in this story you will see that they say blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, even his dad is mentioned. So I thought just thinking that just processing that Bartimaeus should have been somebody. And when I was preparing this sermon, I started to rethink my thought because if he, his dad was somebody, then he would have had the means to survive by his dad's wealth. I mean, if his dad is somebody, then he would be somebody. He, though blind, he would have provision. Would have provision. And I began to study this story. Why he had a name. Watch this. When Matthew was written, it's around 35 or so. So Matthew talks about this man, but it is not, he's not given the name because at that time, Bartimaeus was healed. But he's preaching a little bit. He just testified of that experience. And then Luke comes and he writes his, his account of the stories of Christ. And he also names blind Bartimaeus, but he doesn't give him a name. So we only know him as a blind man by the side of the road who Jesus touched. But Bartimaeus is still preaching <laughs> about the time that he broke beyond or moved beyond his limitation. He's still ministering about the time that he had to move beyond his systems. He's, he's still ministering on how he initiated the move towards Christ. He's still ministering, Matthew, Luke. By the time Mark comes around to write this account, <laughs> his testimony and blind Bartimaeus had become so prominent in the church. I mean, his family, come on. Because that's what happens when you seize opportunities. Christ gives you testimonies. When you see opportunity, when you seize the opportunity, it becomes a testimony for the world to see. So today, I can go to the book of Mark and I can read the testimony of blind Bartimaeus that broke through and something on the inside caused them to cry out for the master that will forever change history. <laughs> How about it, my friends? 
about it. How about it? Will you bow your heads? Will you close your eyes? Come on, you pray on your own. You initiate it. I can't pray for you. I can't help you. Only Christ can.